Welcome to Beltway Talk, the podcast of the American International Automobile Dealers Association, where we examine the intersection between politics and the automobile retail industry. I'm your host, Hannah Oliver. Today's episode of Beltway Talk is brought to you by AIADA affinity partner, Cox Automotive, transforming the way the world buys, sells, owns, and uses cars. Find out more at AIADA.org. Automakers are out with their November sales reports, and we're talking to Charlie Chesborough, who is the Senior Economist and Senior Director of Industry Insight at Cox Automotive, about the month's sales and what they mean as we head toward the end of the year and the holidays. Thanks for joining us once again, Charlie. Thanks for having me. And um, I guess with that being said, um, feel free to dive on into some of the trends and numbers you guys are seeing from November auto sales. Yeah, well, the numbers uh, are kind of getting finalized today, Mm -hmm. and it looks like it was a a very good month for the industry. Uh, The SAR is looking like it came in around uh, 17.1, 17.2, somewhere in that range. Uh, A little bit above what our initial forecast was, we were expecting about a 16.9 million uh, selling rate, so a little bit better than that. Okay, good. but but down from where we were a year ago, uh, November of 2018, we were looking at a 17.4 million uh, selling rate. So we're down just a little bit. Okay. But, uh, we had an extra selling day in November this year, uh, so we were expecting sales to uh, to be up in general, uh, but they weren't up uh, as much as they were uh, uh, to get to a better SAR. So, but on the whole, uh, you know, the industry still seems to be humming along here as we finish out the fourth quarter, uh, and with you know, the, the equity markets hitting record highs and the unemployment rate uh, at record lows, uh, it seems like the ingredients are all still there to see a, a very robust vehicle market. And there's no reason to expect that's going to change, uh, at least through the through the end of this year. Well, that sounds like good news for dealers as they're heading into, well, we're in the midst of the holiday season right yes. now. Um, yes. Are there any particular brands or automakers that stood out from what you have seen thus far? Yeah, it was a little interesting. Uh, the Japanese uh, manufacturers and uh, the Koreans uh, had a very strong month. Uh, we mm-hmm. saw Honda uh, and Toyota both up uh, almost double digits. Uh, and uh, Hyundai Kia was up uh, double digits as well. Uh, the one uh, uh, exception to that was Nissan, which had a very bad month. They were down about 16% on a year-over-year basis. I suspect that uh, they've probably pulled back a little bit on some of their fleet activity. And I, and I think some of the uh, uh, issues that they're having with uh, uh, you know, the organization and, and management uh, has probably trickled down to consumers that they're maybe a little bit concerned about uh, buying the brand right now. Uh, so that was some of the good news. The Detroit Three were looking uh, about flat or down just a okay. little bit. Uh, and I think the other interesting story that we're seeing out of the month was that uh, many luxury manufacturers had a very strong month. Uh, we saw BMW and Mercedes both up uh, well over uh, 10%. Uh, uh, VW had a very strong month. They were up about 13%. Uh, and even Volvo uh, had a very strong month. They were up uh, over 18%. So uh, some of the luxury looked good. Uh, you know, Again, the one exception to all that was Infinity, which was down uh, substantially. So uh, a little bit of a mixed bag, but on the whole, uh, luxury looked quite strong. And I think that's probably a good sign for the industry as we're finishing out the year here to see luxury doing so well. Uh, it does suggest that uh, some of the premium buyers out there 
uh, are still there's there's still more demand to be uh, to be met, and so we we would expect that they'd still be out there in December uh, as well when the deals are even going to get probably better than they are now. Um, and I know you mentioned that the um, Asian automakers were had a pretty strong month. What did you see anything in particular that was fueling their success in the U.S. market? Well, I think for Hyundai, uh, much of it's that they've got some new product on the market that wasn't there a year ago, and that's certainly contributing. Uh, and I suspect there was probably some good uh, incentive deals that were out there, uh, uh, so that 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 certainly uh, was going to help uh, the Asian manufacturers. Uh, one of the other interesting storylines as well uh, that we saw in the month of November was that car sales uh, hit their lowest share ever. Uh, below 26% of all vehicle sales were a passenger car. Wow. Uh, they hadn't hit that before. So that, you know, it's th- this changing <laughs> market continues to change. You know, maybe the distinction between passenger car and light truck isn't uh, as useful a, a metric as it was uh, in the old days, because there's certainly a, 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 you know, the crossovers have been around a long time now. Uh, but it's certainly impacting some manufacturers, you know, Ford in particular, uh, has been losing a lot of volume because they backed away from some of the car segments. And and so that's made some of their year-over-year numbers uh, quite challenging. Okay. Um, I know you you touched briefly on the incentive spending. Um, that's something we've talked about, that it's been ticking upward. What did that look like in November? Was it up again or flat? What, did, what are you seeing? Uh, it was, uh, well, it depends on who you look at. But in general, they remain elevated. Okay. Uh, you know, and that's not surprising. You know, as we move into the fourth quarter, generally incentives continue to rise. You know, the, the manufacturers are trying to get rid of the uh, the old model year and make room for the new model years. Uh, we've seen a tremendous amount of uh, of activity in the older model years this year. You know, in some cases more than we generally see. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there has been some delay in getting that model year rollover to happen. Uh, so that is putting some pressure on the manufacturers to be aggressive with incentives. Uh, but I would say nothing's really sort of out of hand. I wouldn't say anything's particularly crazy uh, with incentives. But uh, I think as we go into the month of December, there's probably going to be a lot of bargains out there for mm-hmm. some consumers uh, as the manufacturers clearly want to get get that old inventory out of there so that they can get their uh, uh, their showrooms uh, full of just the new the new products. Definitely. Definitely. Um, do you have you seen any particular I guess, factors contributing to the month? market to November's auto market. I know we had, you know, the, the tariff deadline kind of came and went, but there's still a lot of uncertainty in the market. Do you see anything else playing a role? Well, I think, you know, we hit record levels in the equity markets, uh, the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones, and, and certainly for your luxury buyers, uh, you know, they're, they're probably well invested in those uh, equity markets. So I'm sure that had to be a contributing factor to some of the gains that we saw in the luxury uh, uh, segments. Um, you know, until we see the, the market really break, uh, you know, the stock market falls dramatically or the labor markets uh, start to get substantially worse. Uh, you know, the ingredients are there for a very robust market. And it's, uh, you know, no one's really expecting over the near term for anything to really change substantially in the economy. So vehicle sales should hum along at a very, uh, at a very nice pace, uh, even as we start uh, into the into the first quarter. I think the expectation would be is that we're going to start to see as we get into the new year uh, that there will be some pullback on incentives. There won't be as much of the older inventory that's going to be uh, uh, forcing the market up. And and the industry itself is is moving on to a new year. Everybody's sales plan is on the new year. The production schedules are on the new year. Uh, So 
uh, we, we our expectations is we're going to see the market continue to, to, to pull back a little bit uh, in 2020, but we're not expecting any any collapse uh, in the market uh, uh, for the reasons I said. There's until the economy really starts mm-hmm. to change, should be much change uh, in the vehicle market. But I will say, you know, one of the key unknowns that we have going into the new year is what happens with fleet activity. Okay. And I know we've talked about fleet before. Uh, since uh, tax reform was passed back in December of 2017, uh, we've seen very strong fleet growth in both mm-hmm. 2018 and in this year in 2019. The question we have is whether that growth can continue uh, into 2020, or have we sort of satiated that market? Uh, you know, that once you have a, a you know a, a, some big volume increases in fleet, is there more yeah. up, upward potential? Our expectation is is that fleet's going to remain strong but we're not going to have the same growth levels. And so it really kind of puts it, puts it on the retail side as being the other big question mark. We already know that consumers have pulled back from the market the last two years and that the retail side of vehicle sales has been in decline. There's, there's little reason to expect that, that, that retail is going to be any kind of gains in 2020. Uh, so that's why our overall expectation is this market's going to pull back a, a little bit into more of the, the mid-16 million range Okay. Uh, from the 17 million spot that we're expecting to finish this year. Okay. So yeah, looking ahead to 2020, you do expect the star to kind of. Yeah, to come down a come little, down a little bit. bit. Uh, but, but even still, you know, you know, vehicle prices are, you know, at all time highs. Uh, uh, you know, the product mix is much more favorable and much more profitable for the manufacturers themselves. So even at a, at a mid 16 level uh, vehicle market, uh, that's still pretty pretty good yeah, for the industry, and I don't yeah. think many folks would would complain about that. No, I don't think so. Um, well, that that really I think was a good roundup, Charlie. Did you have anything else you want to add that you've seen that we didn't touch on during this conversation? Uh, not really. I you know I just think uh, folks should be fairly optimistic as we start uh, 2020. Uh, it looks like you know some of the things that we were concerned about through the second half of the year, uh, particularly the the trade war and mm-hmm. uh, whether President Trump was going to implement this 25% tariff on uh, European vehicles. Uh, he announced a couple weeks back that he was going to delay that decision for uh, sometime into the spring, uh, and I, I think most folks at this point don't really expect that he would actually pull the trigger on that. So it does seem like we've skirted a bullet on that one. Uh, so it's really, I think, up to the economy uh, as being sort of the big obstacle uh, in 2020. And, uh, it, and until that uh, really starts to falter, I think the vehicle market still remains on fairly solid ground. All right. Well, good news for the holidays. And um, we'll look forward to hearing from you at the beginning of January for a kind of a 2019 roundup. That sounds great, Hannah. Thanks again. Thanks, Charlie. Have a good one. To you listeners, thank you for joining us for our monthly check-in with Charlie Chesbro on the month's auto sales figures. You can feel free to drop us a line and let us know if there are any questions you'd like to hear Charlie answer on next next month's sales podcast. I can be reached at oliverh at aiada.org. Join us again next time for Beltway Talk. 